we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 21st, 2014. And now we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to be listening to a, not the whole thing, but most of it, from a interview from um, V the Gorilla. He's a guy that literally dresses up in a gorilla suit to do all of his interviews. He's a financial expert. But his twist, his shtick, is that he likes dressing up in a gorilla suit, which, you know, I think is a little over the top. True. You know, but I'm not going to fault the guy for it. To each his own type of thing. He's not hurting anybody. So anyway, I just made the whole thing up. But actually, it is V the Gorilla. And V is a well-known rogue economist. Uh, he's gone rogue. And someone that I have been following for a while, this is the guy putting this out, uh, PZ Insider Debbie sent me the following podcast. Um, he has been on many of the radio shows out there trying to get the word out. Well, yesterday's podcast was pretty mind-blowing. V is spelling out economic timetable that is concerning to me. Now, granted, I wouldn't even be playing this thing had it not confirmed like <sighs> virtually every study that I've been doing, particularly as of late, I like to present a lot of cross-confirming information on a week-to-week basis so you can understand that this is not just something that one guy is saying, or one woman, or whatever. It's a compiled effort of different people in alternative uh, media. So he's spelling out an economic timetable that is concerning to me. Some of it sounds pretty out there, but when you start putting the pieces together... What he's spelling out seems plausible. <clears throat> it also very, very, very much lines up with the United Nations garbage that I just covered in part one. He has also put out in his latest article in conjunction to his breaking news podcast that you can read it by clicking the link below. I give you a link there. Again, he is providing things that are very plausible and fall into the same timeline that I've been warning about for all of you who have been paying attention to my economic timelines. This is the the guy writing this is Ray at Prof, Profazine. Profazine? Um, <clears throat> I am not presenting this to scare the tar out of you. It did rattle me up a little yesterday. I need to use that term more in my... Rattle me up. It rattled me up. It rattled me up. Like that type of country type thing. Anyway, anyway I could work it into my... My broadcast, anyway, Taylor's rolling her eyes, she doesn't like it too much, anyway. Little country western thing. And he went on to say, it caused me to do some deeper research, I will do a follow-up in the next several days. So, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play this, and um, I'm going to play it to the 9 minute 38 second mark, he gets into some other stuff that is not as pertinent, and then I'm going to come back, bring it back at the 12.35, I'm just trying to get through as much as we can today. And um, we'll go from there. Okay, so here is the Gorilla Report from July 16th, 2014, which is like five days ago. And um, I'll go ahead and let the Gorilla talk. Alright folks, today is actually Wednesday, July the 16th, 2014. And this is the Gorilla reporting to you live. I, I don't have any background music to run. Uh, I, I don't think I need any background music because you know what I'm about to tell you is something that's very, very dramatic. Uh, it's very serious. Um, without giving too much information away and, and sources and things of that sort, <clears throat> I've had a major confirmation by a gentleman who is a four-star general. I had a conversation with the source till about like 1 a.m. in the morning last night, and I had to post this audio interview because as this audio interview was being put together, and I was thinking about it and what to say, you know, there was a... as, as it was actually happening... I was working on this article. The article that I just posted, The New World Reordered. 
it's not my longest article, but there's enough information there that you can begin to see an emerging picture here. And it's very key, it's very, very important. And this audio that I'm giving you guys is also very, very important. This four-star general, let me give you a little bit of background about this guy. He's the Air Force. He's actually a real prominent individual within the Air Force. He's a very elite individual in the sense that he is one of the few who went from being a major to a four-star general within the span of four years. That's how much of a hot shot this guy is. He is also in charge, or was in charge, of asymmetrical warfare. Okay, so they war-gamed a lot of things. And if you don't know what asymmetric warfare is, basically fighting a war in an unconventional way that it defeats the enemy without firing a shot. That's asymmetrical warfare. But of course the reality is, shots are always fired. That being said, this gentleman was called upon because he was going to be the next in line for the Joint Chiefs of Staff after Dempsey gets down and he will be representing the United States Air Force. So they've <clears throat> approached him with a FISA contract. It's a contract that is bound for life. The stipulations on the contract are that he as a commanding officer, should be able to fire and kill and give the orders to kill American citizens on American soil. This was something that was so out of the ordinary, so out of left field, that it absolutely shook this gentleman to the core. Okay, now this would, again... 100% line up with this purge of these generals. And particularly the ones at the highest level, because obviously the higher level they can get them corrupted, the more of their subordinates below them will most likely take their orders. Particularly if they respect the person. <clears throat> I understand that would only apply to a certain point. But this doesn't surprise me a bit, and this is this has been a common theme among a lot of the uh, high-level brass <clears throat> questions asked to them, like, would you be willing to fire, I mean, even low-level people in the military, would you be willing to fire on Americans? So this was part of this, this contract, that they were wanting him to sign this four-star general. And so, again, they're doing this not only because they want people like that in military, but they're doing it to weed people out. Because if you don't do it, then automatically you will be weeded out. And they'll put somebody in there that will do it. And this is this big purge that's been, um, that I have covered in several different teachings in the last year to two years about these high-level brass being purged and all these trumped-up charges against a lot of these guys, excuses to get them out of the military so they don't have to deal with them anymore. You know, they say, okay, well, well, sometimes it's not just, you know, a matter of, well, they won't do it so we fire them. No, we'll, we'll trump up a charge against them. So we'll have some bogus excuse to get him out of there so we can put it in our little puppet that will fire on Americans and will do whatever they are told. Now, another thing, too, this with this guerrilla guy, there's a lot of people that view him as a trusted source. A lot of the things that he has said in the past, particularly on an economic level, has come to pass. Um, he was interviewed by, I think, Hagman and Steve Quayle and Sheila Zielinski and a lot of other different people about this. There's a lot of people that highly regard what he says. And again, not only that, this totally lines up with so many other reports I've been doing and just the last thing I covered in part one. He would have no part in it. No part in it whatsoever. He, in fact, went on to say that he angered the people that were sitting around the conference room table. That he was escorted from Langley by two armed guards. Shortly thereafter, some weird things started occurring. One of which was 
they started messing with him. Credit cards that he owned, some of which are companies that he's had for over 20 years, like American Express, per se, would all of a sudden be shut. Out of the blue, from nowhere. These are just one of the signs that you know that they are messing with you. <clears throat> so the man's totally freaked out. He goes ahead and puts his house in the market. It's up for sale right now as we speak. He's cleared what he needed out of his house. His wife is with him. His wife is on board with him. Believes in the very things that this man stands for and says. And he's only taken, they've only taken their necessities. In other words, that house is for sale. There's the furniture still in there. Their belongings, a great deal of their belongings are still in there. He doesn't want it. He just wants to get out. He wants to get out of the country. And that's how he came into contact with one of my contacts who happened to also work in the intelligence business and covert operations. And through him, he was able to get a hold of me. And this is not W, this is a totally different guy. This uh, covert operational source. So the general described in detail, and what he was, what was given to me was this. And I had to take a notebook out and, and I s- sat there listening. And I sat there listening very somberly. And the more information that he, that he gave to me, the more somber I became because it began to confirm to me many of the dates that my financial sources have told me. And it also began to corroborate with the dates that W's intelligence sources have told him. So here it goes. This is important. This is probably the most important thing I'll ever tell you. This is a life-altering event for me speaking to this man. It's how serious the game is. And whether we're off by six months or whatnot, it's not the point. It's the event. It's the build-up to the events and how it happens. And to let all the folks know that we are, in fact, reading the tea leaves correctly. So what the general said was this. This whole illegals that are being dumped in the border. Right now it's 300,000, so it will be a million coming across the border per month. And I've, you know, folks, I've warned you about this in prior reports. This is a long-standing 10 to 11 year plan. This is part of a written timetable. And it follows, follows, follows the t- Number one. He kind of stuttered there a little bit. Sorry, there was a little technical difficulty there. Complete undermining of the United States dollar by the end of 2015. Now, that's what you're back in the December of... Okay, so he says some things here and goes pretty quick. Complete undermining of the dollar by the end of 2015. Okay, so that would give us roughly... To the, to the collapse of the dollar, according to what they're saying, a uh, year, around a year and a half, <clears throat> not even, a year and a half, until the dollar's total collapse. Now, again, that's what he's saying. I'm not saying that that is the case. It might happen sooner, it might happen later, but this is what his sources are revealing. 2013, that April of 2014 will begin the push-off point for the world to start moving away from the dollar. And we've seen what happened in Ukraine. We've seen what happens <clears throat> globally as the world shifts away from the dollar. We're seeing this build-up where nations are coming forward and saying, what is the point of even having the dollar? But members and readers and listeners to this website and followers... They all know this. You guys all know this. I'm not going to rehash it, but a complete undermining of the dollar by the end of the 2015. That means everything. The whole Russian blowback against Ukraine, which will occur. The BRICS Bank, which has already been signed into deal, $100 billion ready to fund. It's happening very quickly, folks. 
just as we want. So the undermining will begin. Then he went on to say that that we will move that by the by 2017 and no later, the United States will no longer exist. And this coincides with the undermining of the U.S. dollar, which will kill and destroy the United States economy. And at which point, with the dumping of these illegals, that's why the borders remained wide open, they're going to shotgun merge us with the Mexicans and the Canadians. In other words, the North American Union is back in play. Okay, so he said a lot there. End of 2015, dollars gone. Finally, the, the, the dollar is dead. By the end of then 2017, two years later, you've got America being dead and done. Um, for a number of different factors, but the, the devaluation of the dollar being probably the chief one. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if you have 100000 in um, dollars and they become worth next to nothing, then you have no buying power, then, you know, your options become very, very limited from a financial standpoint, obviously. And uh, then by 2017, then the total collapse of the country and then us merging into the North American Union, which is what I've been uh, saying, well, for a long time, we've been reporting on North American Union. I mean, going back to 2006, 2007, I've done studies on that. And then this whole opening up the borders is in earnest. I mean, like, at a fever pitch, is to bring us to that point all the more quicker. To create this artificial crisis that's totally being created by our own government to say, well, it's just too big of a problem. We just need to, need to, uh, the, the, our economy's collapsing, the dollar's collapsing. We just need to merge everything because we need to have some type of, uh, uh, situation here where everything's joined in one. And we'll be one big happy family, Mexico, Canada, and America, and then therefore we can we can merge into the North American Union. Like that's going to be some type of real solution. It's going to be nothing more than just another level of tyranny. We'll exist as a functional government. In other words, we'll probably default on our debt by 2017. <clears throat> when that default occurs, you are looking at. Major economic upheaval. The general has also said that press covers and announcements have already been prepared. The cover pages for the media that are going to be given to the media have already been prepared. The way the breakdown is going to be, the financial control system, as the general puts it, will be in the city of London. The religious component of this entire thing will be the Vatican. The military node that's going to be very key into this whole operational end of it, it will be D.C., which will be repositioned in Denver, Colorado. Now, again, I'm sure if you've been researching the New World Order, you've heard those, those same cities mentioned many, many times. London being the financial, which is what it is right now anyway. It's where the price of gold and silver is decided by the Rothschilds every day. You know, it's literally an entity in and of itself. And then you have the Vatican, the religious center, where we have the Pope and all that manner of wickedness that spawns from that place. And then you have Washington, D.C. with the political. But the Washington, D.C. will most likely, I think there's a very good likelihood that it will be destroyed. And everything will be moved to Denver. Denver being the capital of the um, of the North American Union, I believe, and the... Um, Political, I'm sorry, economic, no, no, political, um, capital for potentially the New World Order, these three cities will then be London, you know, the Vatican, and essentially Denver. I've talked a lot about Denver uh, in other teachings. So, again, is it going to definitely work out that way? You know, I don't know. But there's been a lot of sources indicating that ultimately that may be the case. I'll get to later why. 
and the manufacturing economic engine of the New World Incorporated will be China. Of course, that will come as no surprise. The General also said that we are on schedule, if not slightly ahead. <clears throat> now on to the civilian situation here. One of the things that he made known to me was the drone pilot program. Named a, and he named a specific drone pilot. This is a young gentleman who's a rising star, who was a rising star at Colorado Springs Air Force Academy. The kid is very distraught. Because last week he's killed about 37 civilians abroad using a predator. This, this young gentleman said that he is feels worse than Hitler of what he's doing. Okay, so in other words, he is, you know, he's like in the States somewhere, commanding, piloting a drone type of, some type of uh, maybe aircraft or whatever, and he's killing people, remote control, and it's like, you know, being in a video game, except the people you're killing are real. And that's why I feel so terrible about it. Killing innocent men, women, and children who are just civilians. He knows they are not part of any sort of terrorist organization or, or whatnot. You see, when these drone guys, when they... Now, if our own government's willing to do that to innocent people in other countries, and the reality is, is they probably hate our guts ten times worse, they just haven't had a chance to really implement, <laughs> consider what they would have planned for us. Target you, they can see you from t as if you were 20 yards away. So it's very close. So when you do explode, they have a clear view via satellite uplink of what happens to a human body when it's hit with a high explosive round or munition, or a missile, whatever have you. So I went on to detail that the drone programs that are run in the United States are really dark and really highly compartmentalized. He says drone pilots do not have contact with one another. They're not allowed to socialize with one another. They're not allowed to talk to one another. They sit there, they do their two-man mission, and they're gone. And when they're dismissed, they're dismissed 30 minutes apart and they are tailed home by an armed guard to make sure they are going home, that they do not mingle with anybody else. They are always monitored and they are never alone. That's serious. The reason is they are looking for people who can kill others using a drone with no qualms and no problems. This ties in to the American civilians, civilians <clears throat> and the questions on resistance, and which which is a question that I asked the general. I asked them, what about the resistance? What about the sleeping giant that we always talk about in terms of the American citizen? And the general said, in his own words, there's no way to stop this. He said the giant is dead. While the giant was sleeping, we had a special ops team come by and bleed the giant out and kill him. He said most of the people that are buying firearms and playing soldier in a firing range are not emotionally ready for the job. They're not emotionally ready to kill. They don't have the emotional training to handle the situation properly. They cannot go up against a tactical team. And the second thing that the general said is they have no idea of the size of force that is coming against them. And he made mention of tens and hundreds of thousands of mercs, mercenary groups. That would be uh, Academy, formerly known as XE, formerly known as Blackwater. G4S, Bechtel, Halliburton. Craft International, I mean, you name it. There's going to be a ton of these guys out there. And he said, one of the things that people fail to realize are these weapon systems that are forged multipliers that will kill, like, one weapon system could kill thousands. One drone could kill hundreds or even thousands of people. 
Those are false, false, sorry, force multipliers. The second thing that the general said is this. When they bring down the United States in 2017, when this whole thing comes apart, they have, <coughs> excuse me, they have in key locations in the United States bioweapons placed. If you have a 33-ounce can of Folgers coffee, you take that can of coffee, you have this bioagent in there, and all of a sudden you walk into a busy area, let's say, let's say in the overpass in Dallas, Texas, or the George Washington Bridge right here in New York, or something similar to that where you have a, a very heavy traffic area. And you had just happen to open up that Folgers can, and if the wind outside was about, let's say, uh, three miles per hour or so, you could have 20 million dead in three days. 20 million dead in three days. The general went on to say this type of bioagent will affect the water, the food, and the air. It will take three days to kill. With a near 98% kill ratio. And he said that the initial beta tests are on the pneumonic plague. A low-grade pneumonic plague. Now, also remember, this is like barring any divine intervention whatsoever. Okay, this is like, okay, Satan has his way 100%, and is just going to run roughshod and do whatever he wants, and there's going to be no divine intervention regarding this scenario. And I don't believe that. Okay, um, I just don't. I don't believe that that's going to be the case. Uh, yes, do I believe that this could be carnage like America's never, ever seen? True, yeah, but again, are we going to just act as though God doesn't exist? And that he can't protect us? And that he can't guide us? And that he can't fight against them that fight against us? Okay, so I'm just saying that, you know, we need to again temper this information. This is coming from an unsaved man and an unsaved general, I would venture to say. So it's all doom and gloom, worst case scenario, we're all going to die, so let's just fall on our sword. Which, I'm not about that. Okay, I like, this is, you know, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. True. And we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. But again, let's have some balance as well. Now this is what Divine Providence is, what, I'm, what I was talking about. As soon as he said, pneumonic plague, I had... One of my contacts send me an article, send me a a uh, an alert stating that there's a man in Colorado that's contracted the pneumonic plague. Now, this is pneumonic plague, not bubonic. Okay, so it's different type of plague, pneumonic. In fact, uh, Ken Shortgen, one of the writers over here at Rogue Money, actually wrote an article on it. Out of the blue. It's incredible. The general went on to say that the weapon signature will not be known. In other words, if there is a lab that chooses to research the virulent agents, what its protein makeup is, and how to kill it, or even identify it properly, it would be impossible. In other words, the autopsies will be impossible to do. What does that mean, folks? It means complete plausible deniability for the parties involved. The government will have complete plausible deniability. The other thing the general said is that when this thing happens, they are going to shut down all passports. All passports will be cancelled. All your airports, shipping ports, will be shut down. I believe what he's in reference to is when they release this plague. Okay, when they release this pa- Again, and I, as I've stated many times, I mean, that seems to be the most logical way to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish and to kill the maximum amount of people and to get the highest compliance from even the Patriot population because they're going to do whatever they got to do to save their own skin. But I, 
again, it's a big reason why I did that tour way back in 06 to tell people, listen, the government is going to be the reason for the plague, and they're going to give you what they're going to give you is far worse than the plague that's coming. They're not going to give you the answer. They're not going to give you the solution. They want to kill you. They want to wipe you out. Just like they did in 1918, 1919 Spanish flu. The people that got the vaccines were the ones that died. Hale and Hardy one day, dying of the Black Death the next. Eyewitness accounts across the board. So, the more people that don't fall for that, the better. And so, that's important to remember as well. He said the recent spat of uh, evidence in terms of gunboats, high-speed gunboats that were sighted in Texas, that were sighted in right here in New York and in New Jersey, in California, Louisiana, Florida, that are being operated by special op covert operational teams, and not the ones that you see with the Blackwoods in Texas, where you get the you know, Texas State Police riding it. Uh, I'm not talking about those. These are these are different boats. And I believe I saw one of these videos where it was a boat that was literally in, like, some canal in, like, I don't know, Louisiana, and it had these special ops-type-looking dudes in this boat, boat just cruising, like, camoed boat just cruising down a canal. And I guess they're being seen a lot of places. The reason for that is this, folks. Usually in a collapsed situation, people with means will like to hire a skipper so they can get off land. These boats are there to ensure that anybody who tries to leave will be sent right to the bottom. So in other words, they're going to try to cut off every escape route out of the United States so that they kill the maximum amount of people possible. You know, you will have to, you know, just be totally relying on the Lord, you know, for your protection. But worst case scenario, absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. This is very high level of covert operational activity. And it is designed to create chaos. And that is the thing that this general has talked about. And he is scared. This man's not scared of anything. But I, I, I hate that expression, not scared of anything. If any of us got a glimpse of hell for five seconds, we would probably all drop over dead in fear. You know what I mean? Just to actually be able to see it and hear the, the screams and, and the, you know, please, not scared of anything. Come on. I, I, can't, I hate, I just despise that expression. When, when guys say, yeah, I'm not scared of anything, man. Yeah, right. Really? Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll see about that. You know, I mean, anyway. What has, what is coming upon this country and what they have planned has so shaken him to the core that he has contacted me to get out, to leave. He is concerned about his children. They still live and work here, and he is concerned about his grandchildren. But apart from that, he wants to get out of the way. And his thing here, folks, he said, it is important to get this information out because he wants people to get out of the line of fire. This is exactly what W and I spoke about a, month, a few months ago when we said you've got to get out of the way. The 2017 date is key. And we've seen the last few weeks how things are coming apart. Everything we've predicted, we talked about. You know, we, this is, you want to talk about a proven track record, folks. We told you that the silver price will be electronic. It will be an electronic price fix. And that it would be headed by the CME. We told you about this. And now it's here. Just as we said it was. The times are critical. And this is the bit of information that when I had a general, I mean, this guy's just coming out of the blue, sharing with me information that the timetables, the protocols, match perfectly with what we have been saying. What we've been saying. Okay, so 2015, end of 2015, collapse of the dollar. End of 2017, collapse of the United States, formation of North American Union. Some point in that 
probably closer to the end of 2017. Uh, let's say they release the pandemics. Now, again, this may happen sooner. This could easily, on the pandemic end, happen sooner. They could up their timetable. You know, a lot of different people. But, again, you have to wonder, with things deteriorating the way they are, how much longer could it be until things got really, really bad and we go on lockdown? Now, if 2015 we have collapse of the dollar, then understand something. If you had all of your your financial assets in dollars, you couldn't get offshore or anywhere else, even if you wanted to, because your money would be worth nothing. So that's something to think about. In, in other words, if the dollar were to collapse in 2015, and you were to try to get out beyond that point, at the end of 2015, you would have to consider there would be a monstrous amount of other people trying to do the same thing at the same time. That if you had everything in dollars, you would have no way of doing it anyway because your money wouldn't be worth hardly anything. So that's something else. In other words, if you were looking at literally doing that, you could not think in terms of, well, as long as I'm out of here by the end of 2017, everything will be just fine. Now, I would never tell you to do something like this, a move like this without prayer and fasting from you and or your whole family. Because this is a major, major thing. I believe that God will have some of us that will stay. I think that most of us don't have the financial means to do this even if we wanted to. You know? I know I don't. This is this is tons and tons of money to do something like this, to go offshore. And making sure that wherever you go isn't going to be like jumping from the frying pan into the fire. I mean, what if you go to some nation that has a lot of really anti-American sentiment, which would be like a ton of places on planet Earth, and you find that you're the only or one of the few, um, let's say, Americans in a particular place, and they hate your guts. And then when things get bad, you realize, you know, God never told me to come here. He was capable of protecting me right where I was at, if that was his plan. So, when it comes to this kind of stuff, pray and fast about it. That's the best advice I can give you. If you pray and fast about it, and then God opens a door, and you have the financial means to do so, and you think this is the way the Lord is leading you, and you have open doors, and you've been praying for open doors, and maybe other doors that you were thinking about shut, well, then that's a pretty good indicator that the Lord is leading you in that direction. But, you know, that's about the best advice I can give you on that. A guy who was a four-star, who was up for joint chiefs, but walked away from it. The guy who was in charge of asymmetric warfare. Which, by the way, another example would be, as he said, we will just come and blow your wife and kids away in order to stop you from fighting. How do you like them apples? That has shaken me to the core. And again, I've said this before, the scenario where if this goes down, where they would take, like, National Guard troops and, let's say, the military and, let's say, local law enforcement and they ship them out of the area. And then all of a sudden, you're shipped out of the area, you get orders to go, and now you're in some other state, and you get you get a call from your commanding officer, or whatever, saying, oh, by the way, we have your wife and kids safe with us. Just make sure you follow your orders, and everything, and we'll make sure that they're safe. So in other words, this is going to be a way that they could blackmail thousands and thousands and thousands of people in the military and law enforcement to do something they would have normally never have done otherwise. By the dirty, underhanded trick of blackmailing you by saying that you don't want anything bad happen to your family, do you? And now you have thousands and thousands and thousands of men who say they, who are maybe currently saying, I would never do anything against the American populace, I would never fire on them, now, they're, they're, now they feel like they have no choice. So that's another thing, they're, they're, you know, the devil plays real, real dirty, nobody plays dirtier than Satan, and they're going to pull out every dirty trick in the book. 
Look, I'm not in the business of scaring the crap out of people without it at all. I like offering solutions. But take this information, you pray about it, you think upon it, you chew on it, you think it through thoroughly. And you do what you got to do in the days that are ahead. If you can get out of the country, and I don't care where the hell you go, you don't have to, I'm not telling you to come down to Chile, southern Chile, and get involved with uh, what we're doing down there. If you can flee to the north, go north. If you can flee to the south, go south. If you get on a yacht right now with a, with a rich friend of yours who you know and you want to sail out in the middle of nowhere, then you go ahead and you do that. Again, I don't agree with that. And sorry about him using, you know, maybe some language that's not the greatest. Uh, I don't agree with just getting on a boat and sailing out there. I, no. You, you, you've just... Like, you're not going to pray about it? You're not, I mean, I know you said pray about it, but I mean, just like if, like, if you see this opportunity, no, you pray about it at bare minimum. Uh, maybe you already have prayed about it and fasted about it. Maybe God has opened a door and maybe, and maybe you do have that opportunity. Okay, fine. Okay, great. Um, just make sure you have confirmation from the, the Lord and, and you have all your ducks in a row. And that you're just not doing something half-cocked out of the fear of man. Because why? The Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. And this is what exactly what we're talking about here. Okay, the fear of man. That's why I'm tempering a lot of what is being said here with, okay, let's turn to the Lord, let's, let's not do something out of fear, because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him. And he delivereth, and they delivereth them. So the angel of the Lord delivers you and, and encamps around about you. What is the prerequisite for that? Having fear of God. Protection and the fear of God are absolutely, totally interlinked. And all of the other blessings that are connected with it as well. Or if you could just disappear off the grid, stay away from heavily populated areas in these heavily populated states, I'd recommend you do that. Things are going to get ugly. This is why the whole... Now, I think the last thing you said is probably the most practical... Potentially practical, and I said potentially, for many of us. In other words, for most of us, for most of my listeners in America, and let's say you're in other countries, and, and you know, any place in the city is going to be bad, okay, eventually. But that would be typically the most practical solution of anything that he had mentioned. Going to another country, do you know how to speak the language? Do you have the visa and the passport? Do you know how much it costs a lot of times to go to another country and be a citizen? You know, if you want to do like the fast track method, which is what we're talking about here, sometimes there's hundreds of thousands of dollars involved that you have to pay their government in order to do that. Start researching it. I have researched it in the past, a long time ago. You know, and I mean, it's like... A lot of times there's a lot of anti-American sentiment. There's hundreds of thousands of dollars you have to come up with. There's, you know, so many different things logistically that have to happen. And it's just not practical. No matter if we're facing a nuke down our throats, it still may not be practical for a lot of people. You know, so remember, wherever you are, if that is the center of God's will, it's the safest place you could possibly be. In other words, if you were in New York City, in like, you know, the worst part of New York City, and that's where God's perfect will for you was, and let's say New York City got nuked, and God said, you know what, that's not going to affect you. That thermonuclear radiation that va is vaporizing literally everybody around you, for the most part, it's not going to affect you. And you literally walk out of a nuclear blast. I think this is good, you're going to see this happen. The person would have to have the faith to believe that could happen. Well, God created the universe. 
God says, call upon thee, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? These are questions he asks. No, there's nothing too hard for God. He created the universe. Pulled that one off. Top that. How hard would it be for him to literally preserve you through a nuclear blast? I'm, I'm talking, I'm thinking as big as I can get, as far as God's protection goes. What is that for God? If you did, and you walked out of it, and people knew about it, boy, boy, I bet you a lot of people get saved from that one. What a testimony that would be. <laughs> Seriously. I think that as darkness increases, there's also going to be, and the Bible indicates this this happens as well, light will also increase to counterbalance. In certain areas, working through certain Christians. God's just, just not going to let evil take over and Satan take over the planet and, there's, and he's going to run roughshod and kill every single Christian and then Jesus comes back. It's not going to happen that way. These are all Satan's plans as if God doesn't exist. It's not going to go down that way. The Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, are on the throne. And the bottom line is Satan has to get permission to pull whatever he's going to pull. Have we given Satan in America at large the permission to do a lot of these nefarious things? by the silence, for the most part, of the church and the um, church yoking up with the 501c3 government and all manner of wickedness increasing and the 501c3 corporate church pretty much has remained silent on that. Yeah, I think that's really, ultimately, what's going to let a lot of this stuff happen. And judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. So, yeah, there's some, there's definitely some dark times ahead, but we always want to look to Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. Border has completely failed, and why this takedown is occurring right now. So take this information and think it through, and act on it. Do not hesitate. Do not wait. Again, but if God's telling you to wait, if God's telling you don't act on it right this second, then you do what God tells you, not what Gorilla tells you. You know? He hasn't had enough bananas today, obviously, and his blood sugar's a little low, and he needs another clump of uh, Chiquita bananas, so he's not thinking straight. This is the Gorilla, over and out. Again, the Gorilla. All right, so that was the that was the interview. That was the uplifting, wonderful, fun-filled interview uh, from the gorilla. And um, I think we all need to chip in and I don't know, give him some like banana gift certificate to some I don't know supermarket near where he lives, at least at bare minimum, because that was some good info. Sorry, just trying to interject a little humor. Of course, there's probably not really a subject that you want to interject a lot of humor, but, you know, hey, I believe God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is on the throne. No matter what, no matter how dark it gets, listen, God has an answer. The Lord has an answer. There is nothing too horrific on the horizon that the Lord Jesus Christ cannot overcome. So, no matter what, I want to maintain a positive attitude. I don't want to be doom and gloom and, and just focus on negative stuff and, and, and act as though God doesn't exist. And to, to be quite honest, frankly, I mean, from the first article we read from Dave Hodges to V, really pretty doom and gloom as though God doesn't exist. I mean, God, you know, really wasn't a lot of that. I mean, the gorilla guy said to pray and this and that, but then he says, act, do, do it now, don't wait. You do what the Lord tells you to do. You do what the Lord's convicting you to do. You know, seek the Lord while he may be found. And I know the Bible says the night is coming when no man can work. And there probably will be people that were 
led and maybe had the means to get out of here and hesitated and failed to act, and they'll pay the price for it. I'm not freaking out about it because I really haven't had that door open. So I'm not going to sit here and freak out about, oh, i got to get out of America, we're all going to die. No. I'm just not going to do it. Now, if I had a door that was clearly open and the means to do it, and I had been sitting on this and vacillating and, and being indecisive and knowing I should have gotten out of here, that'd be a totally, totally other thing. I, I would probably be freaking out. But that hasn't been the case. So, I've seen God intervene in too many supernatural ways in my lifetime, personally. And he's brought me, Taylor and I, way too far for me to think that, you know what, he's just going to abandon me now in our greatest moment of need. Not to say I don't deserve that, because I don't really feel like I've, I've done, I don't know, enough for the Lord. I don't really feel like I've, 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 whatever. I don't know why he would even put up with me. I really don't. But nevertheless, I've just seen him intervene in too many supernatural ways, too many different times, for me to all of a sudden have no faith and to say, well, and what kind of example would that set for my listeners? You know? It's not going to happen. Not with me. I mean, I just really believe that. I think that God's brought us to this point for this appointed time to this season for a reason. And there's going to be so few people he can probably use that have been prepared for this. The ones that are available, I think, are going to most likely derive a level of protection that other people that call themselves Christians are not going to have. And I mean like the 501c lukewarm Laodicean Church of America. I'm not saying that means that we would be better than anyone else, but the bottom line is, is the church is pretty much asleep. And it has been for a long time, for the most part. So, let's go further. Okay, now, there's an addendum to this. And, um... It's concerning these revelations from a four-star general addendum, update, and warning. Um, so, this is other stuff that I guess he forgot to say during the interview. And so, he says, Tuesday, July 15th, approaching midnight, I received an emergency call from V, who relayed the, um, this is V the gorilla dude, um, he relayed the general's warnings to him. A couple of things directly mentioned by V's source were left out of the audio, and I have his permission to write these things out and post a number. I mean, you got to think if he was listening to this like orally, then he's not going to remember every little thing. Well, these are things he remembered after he just did the audio. Um, again, he was probably a little low on blood sugar, had enough bananas for the day, and, and, and he he didn't he didn't remember everything. It, it's it happens to the best of gorillas, you know, and, and monkeys and primates in general. Sorry. Anyway, number one, here's what he, he failed to mention. The AC-130 gunship pilots and A-10 pilots and gunners are being trained to fire on churches and congregations to totally annihilate the congregation. So a little lighthearted, fun, whimsical news there. Just these A-30-130 gunship pilots and A-10 pilots just... Trained to annihilate and fire in churches and congregations, totally annihilate them. And when the backlash from the pilots and gunners rose to protest this, in other words, the ones they're telling that you're going to go out and kill these churches and congregations, they're like, no, 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 whoa, whoa, there's all this protest. The decision that was then made to utilize drones to do the dirty work would make sense. Drones, if as long as you can get somebody to pilot the drone like these dudes that he was talking about, then, you know, as long as you can get somebody to do that, well, then, problem solved. Now, again, 
what would be a solution, a spiritual solution to that? Pray against the drones. Pray against their implementation in America. Pray against that totally. There's a lot of things that I think we probably forget to pray about. We, we, we'll see a problem and then we'll kind of go on and... We've heard about the problem, but maybe God showed you the problem. And like almost likely, this is almost always the case so that you're aware of it, so that you can pray against that wickedness. Like, if you see a witch posting a YouTube video about something, you can literally pray for that specific witch and pray that God strip her or him of all their witchcraft powers, and if it be possible, pray that their souls be saved. That's how Bill Schneblin, who's unfortunately totally went off the deep end with the whole Hebrew root stuff, um, originally got saved. He got all of his powers stripped from him from possibly just one lady at a bank praying for him. He got back a canceled check saying, I'll be praying for you in Jesus' name. He lost all of his powers. And he said he was one of the most powerful warlocks in all of like western Michigan. He lost all of his powers, literally like overnight. One little praying lady on her knees. Well, that's the kind of power we actually have. Whereas the devil wants to get you to think you have no power. And you're inept. And look at all the shows. See all the horror shows and all the paranormal shows and stuff? It's only the occultists that actually can really appease the devil. What a bunch of garbage that is. We're the ones that have the real power. If we just have the faith to believe it. That's why Jesus Christ said, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can send to this mountain, be thou removed, and cast into the sea. It doesn't take a lot of faith to move mountains, is what he was saying. So these are things like these drone programs and things of this nature, and, and, and you know, pray all these lies, that not only they be exposed, but that you give these people, that you wake the people up out of their slumber, and give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the truth and ultimately get saved. Because ultimately, that's what we really need to be ultimately focused on. So, they're saying that there was this big backlash of AC-130 gunship pilots and A-10 pilots because they said, well, you're going to have to annihilate all the churches and their congregations. Okay, we'll just use the drones. Okay, well, let's pray, concerted effort to pray against the drone program, not only in America, but worldwide. I mean, if they're using them to kill innocent citizens abroad, well, that's evil and wicked. They're just little machines. They can be, Jesus Christ can malfunction them in a heartbeat. Start extrapolating that out. Prayers toward all of these different nefarious things going on in the world and on in, in America and other places. And pray specifically. I think that that matters. When you pray these big general prayers, that's fine. But when you pray specifically about, like, you know, let's say you find out about a specific model of drone that they're using to kill people. Well, pray specifically against that drone. That type of drone. Or the ones that will be implemented in, in combat. Anyway, it goes on to say, this was a confirmation of previous uh, of a previous Q alert posted in this section months ago by an actual one AC-130 gunship fire control officer. I'm going to be reading some of the posts that were in this Q report um, as I have in the past because they kind of tie into a lot of the stuff we're going over today. Okay, so continuing further... Uh, with this addendum. To say this troubled my spirit beyond measure, I wrestled with this in my mind all day yesterday until I sensed the Lord gave me clarity. Meaning this is how the clarity the Lord gave him. <clears throat> that it won't be just the nominal churches that are destroyed, but the mega churches that have compromised with sin and embraced the war on Jesus and the Bible. The Lord gave me the understanding that even though the mega churches and larger apostate churches who have com uh, compromised, think they are safe by their um, compromise, the devil will destroy them also. Why? Every Because every last image of anything remotely related to the old age of Christianity, the, the, the age of Pisces, remember, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, Okay, we're going from the age of Pisces, dominated by Jesus Christ, 
but again, <laughs> their version of Jesus Christ is the false Jesus Christ, the Sananda, Esau Sananda Emmanuel, the, the um, <clears throat> Master Jesus, the Ascended Master, that, anyway, that's other stuff I've gone into in other teachings. But they will, um, every last image of anything remotely related to the old age will be done away with, but here's the bottom line. The churches who Satan has deceived will be destroyed in the devil's contempt for them. I can see that. Totally. And see, the thing is, is that he will most likely have every right to destroy them. Because they have done that. And they will have no protection from God. They sold out, like, tons of years ago. So they're going to have no protection. But here's the bottom line. The churches who Satan has deceived will be destroyed in the devil's contempt for them. Just as Judas hung himself after betraying Jesus. Bible-believing congregations and pastors can now pray and actively seek God for his protection and guidance from this plot. The second thing he left out was that the major American cities will disappear in a surprise strike by nuclear weapons. That's a pretty big big thing to to leave out. Oh, I just forgot about the nuke attacks. Um, So yeah, major American cities will disappear uh, in a surprise nuclear attack by nuclear weapons. Seek the Lord Jesus while he may be found, for the night comes quickly when no man can work. And then he's also got Psalm 91, which is another really good one to literally pray. And claim. Okay, uh, I am, I believe, at my time limit here for this part of the teaching. Yes, I just checked. I'm I'm at my time limit. So, I'm going to go ahead and end part two here, and we will go to part three next. So, God bless you, and see you in part three.